are back. New and improved party card. Your boy Nate over here did some investing, and uh, we got some updated stuff in the in the small things that are going to make a big difference. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, yeah. we're not going to hear this. You know, the we're not going to hear that anymore from you. Hopefully not. Hopefully yeah. not. We're we're gonna we got a little pop filters now, so it's going to be less going on unless we really just get down Swallow on the mic. the mic. Yeah. So hopefully it sounds a lot crisper. It sounds a lot a lot more crisp in, in our headset for sure. Oh yeah, I think it sounds great. Looks nice. Uh your boys uh Thursday uh work days looks like it's paying off in here. Dude, five hours in here on Thursday. It was it was a long freaking day. <laughs> yeah, you know where I was at on Thursday. Yeah, you t- took a whole damn week off. I took a whole dang week off uh Pretty much Tuesday all the way until today, just chilling at the lake. Too bad it rained most. How much did it rain out there? One time, just one time. It, it didn't. It, it didn't make it all the it way. Rain, it rained. It rained. Um, so that would have been the fifth morning of the fifth at like one o'clock in the morning until maybe sooner than that. I don't know. Until about nine ten ish. It just, it just rained off and on here in town. And but that was like, solid like rain. all week from from that time to nine or ten in the morning. It was solid rain. Then it was sunny the rest of the time. Must be nice. Was except, was not like that here in town. Uh, except for like the very end of today when I was leaving about noon, eleven or noon. It was it was good. It was solid. We we hung outside all the whole time basically, other than when it was raining. Very nice. But now you're back in town. You're back in the studio. We got a little bit of work to do. We got we got some playoff discussion. Our way too early playoff predictions. If you haven't been following our NFL divisional series over the last eight weeks, we're basically going to wrap that all up into our, our early playoff projections, leading us into our AFC and NFC championship games, and then our way too early Super Bowl 53 predictions, which, surprisingly enough, may or may not be controversial, but before we get into that, some news and rumors over the past few weeks. On July 4th, Nathan's hot dog eating contest, it was about to rain, be rained out. And then Joey Chestnut, the man, the myth, the legend said, absolutely fucking not. Fuck it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. They held out just after the rain. Joey Chestnut wins his 16th mustard belt, 62 hot dogs in 10 minutes. The most that is, championships ever won by a professional either. athlete. Oh. Just by athlete? Yeah. Oh. He has more uh he has more championships than any other professional athlete ever. That is the male physique of being a professional that, athlete. You all may not like this, but that's peak male performance Absolutely. right there. Absolutely. Sixty two dogs in Six, ten minutes. <laughs> Sixty two wieners down the goal. <laughs> why'd you why'd you have to say it like that? What? That's what the dogs are. Wieners. Wieners. So and then the female Mickey Sudu. 39 and a half dogs in 10 minutes. Or wieners, as you, as you would lot, say. That's a lot of wieners <laughs> popping down the throat. Popping down the throat. After Joey Chestnut's victory, he had two very good quotes. I've got I've got leftover room, so I'll be having some beers later. That's solid. And then another quote that was taken sometime after the event. I'm terrorizing some toilets. Oh, for sure. <laughs> after 62 dogs, your boy would probably be blowing you, it up. How do you... How do you drink or eat anything after that? I don't know. I'm, he's superhuman. Like, 
if they still did Stan Lee's superhuman TV show, he would be on it. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, he might have been on. I don't. I mean, I, I consider myself a pretty good eater of food. You know, I'm a big dude. You're a big cat. But I couldn't even get ten hot dogs. May, I mean, maybe ten. And that's bun and all that they're yeah. eating with. That's nuts. That's crazy. To In me. ten minutes. And I mean, he's not a super big guy. He's only like 220, 230 pounds. Yeah. And then this girl, I didn't look at her stature, but I saw a picture. She, she's not a she's not a big girl either. I, I mean, she's where they put it all. Well, she's she definitely does not put it in her thighs or butt because it was very <laughs> underwhelming. Why does it always have to be that way? With I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, where, Joey obviously doesn't put it anywhere either. And they're, they're black holes. I'm telling you, it's black holes. They gotta be cheating somehow. Stop, the human you, body is not made ever, is not made to that. handle sixty two dogs don't in ten minutes. I'm telling you about Joey Chestnut ever again. Here, here's how I know something the actual goat of of all sports of all sports. Here, here's how I know something's going down. So, Joey Chestnut sixty two dogs in ten minutes. Second place forty nine. Huge, like huge difference. It's always been like that with Joey. He's just dominant. And what's weird is that's not even his record. No. His record is 70, I think 72 or 73. Yeah. And that was in 2021. He was chilling. He was just coasting to a victory. He probably he probably gonna stop that like the eight minute mark, listen, seven listen, minute mark, and it, down done. It'll be a sad day in American history when Joey Chestnut finally has to hang up the the hot dog buns. If there's like an all sports hall of fame, Joey Chestnut, first round, first ballot. Uh, at least for sure shoot you could say he's probably the greatest american athlete of all time mm. <laughs> 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 that, that's rough <laughs> i i mean mm. <sighs> athlete peak male physique peak male performer with that being said kind of moving on you know the, the nfl has something happening this year that hasn't happened since 2019 the nfl supplemental draft I personally was not too familiar with how this draft works and everything, so I had to do my research and kind of look into how this works. But there's only two players available in this supplemental draft. And basically, what the supplemental draft is for is for players that weren't originally in in the draft or invited the draft or didn't declare for the draft for one reason or another, and then afterwards decided they weren't going to go to college for some reason or another. Most, most of the time it has to do with not being eligible to play next season in college. So the two players available this year are Malachi Weidman, wide receiver out of Jackson State, and Milton Wright out of Purdue, also a wide receiver. So two players for essentially 32 teams. And how this supplemental draft works, if you're not familiar, like how, how I was, all 32 teams are placed into three tiers. First tier being non-playoff teams with less than six wins. The second tier of teams being non-playoff teams with six or more wins. And then the third tier are your playoff teams. And then it's each within those tiers, it's lottery based. Obviously the worse your season was the better chance you have of getting a higher rank in the pick and teams blindly submit what round they would draft these guys if they wanted them. And then basically the, the highest round pick goes. So if one of these teams wanted, let's say, Milton Wright in the fourth round, and no other team had higher than a fifth-round pick. Whatever that team was with a fourth-round pick would get him, and they would sacrifice their fourth-round pick for next year's draft. 
Uh, that being said, I mean, both these guys uh, didn't really have a good 2022 season last season. Injury. Uh, yeah, right. Missed all of last year in 2021 at, at Purdue. Right. Went off for 57 touches for 732 yards, seven touchdowns. So decent production in a relatively pass heavy offense. Weidman, you know, he, he only had three touches last year. Three catches. That's it. And then his first year after transferring from Tennessee, his first year at Jackson State, had 12 touchdowns, so had some really good production. But what what interests me about Malachi Weidman is that he's 6'5", 190 pounds. That's a big fucking target. I th- you think he like was going to play again this year and then Dion decided to move? And that's who we really want to go to. I think it had, I think it had to do with eligibility for him, more or less. I don't. It's not from all the articles and stuff I've read so far. I haven't seen anything about his eligibility, like academic eligibility. But what? I mean, he played for Dion last year, right? For until he got injured. Yes, he played six games. Weidman did. Yes. Weidman, you tell me in six games you only Weidman had three. played in just six games and caught three passes for 49 yards and a touchdown. So you're telling me in six games you only got three touches? I mean, it doesn't sound like the offense was really kind of going through him. Well, no. So, if I mean, if Dion would have left, I, in that case, if it was him, he probably should have stayed. So I think it's more or less either one, eligibility problems that haven't been released, or two, he just wanted, he just wants to get out because he might get hurt again. Well, but the year prior to that, he played really well. Yeah, 12 tutties. Yeah. Yeah, pretty solid year. I mean, same thing with Wright. I mean, he missed all of last season. And then in 2021, 730 yards, seven touchdowns. You know, pretty good production. But he's he is academically ruled out. It says that. Yeah, Wright is academically ineligible. So that's that's why he's leaving, because he has no other choice. Right, yeah. You don't want to set out a whole other year and then not play. Because then you lose all draft stock or any and draft stock actually, if you have. He actually has some numbers to back it up, you know. To me, I, I, I think Wright is intriguing enough production-wise to potentially look at a fourth or fifth round option if you needed a wide receiver, especially at depth. I mean, at 6'3", 195 pounds, dude's still a decent-sized target. I don't – if honestly, if it's my team going for one of these guys, you don't need I'm one. not wasting yeah. anything of one through six. Not with okay, these type well, of numbers. No, I mean, I think I think Wright is a decent, like I said, four Weidman, or five. I, Weidman might be a good project wide receiver just because he's big. That's why I like Weidman. He's six five. That's a huge target. So that's a project, though. That's who, not a, who cares? A six a six round pick is always a project. Well, that's that's that is worth it. A six five wide receiver is worth a six round pick. That's now, what I'm saying. No, I think not like, worth anything like, above like a fifth round six. pick. Probably not. But I, I think right with the production that he's had, even though he missed all last year, you know, a fourth or a fifth might be okay. So let me let me throw this down to you. It just it just popped up in this article. These are former supplemental draft guys, notable names, right? N- notable names, putting quotation marks around it. So in, in 20, 2011, for a third round pick, Terrell Pryor. Yeah. Uh, he turned out to be a bust. He turned out to be a bust. I mean, he's all right. Bust. Tw- 2012, Josh Gordon. Second round pick. Yeah, overpaid. I mean, he was he was, he was productive good. for he was a little good, bit. He could, when he wasn't smoking and he could play. Right, yeah. That's the problem with him. That he, So, 
Uh, okay, then Isaiah Bateman Rams in 2015. No, not really for yeah. fifth round. I mean, whatever. Sam Beal Giants 2018. Garbage. Not not really anything worth it for third for third round pick. Jalen Thompson the Cardinals 2019. Who ended up being fifth, a starter? Yeah, for fifth them. round. Yeah, well, like I said, who ended up being a starter for them for a number of years? Okay, so. So, I mean, one and a half maybe worked out. Well, shit, dude, we we have the actual draft where some round where sometimes your third round pick doesn't pan out, I know. and he made it into the draft. I know, but the, okay, both second and third round guys didn't work out at all. I mean, Josh Gordon kind of worked for a little. Well, bit. the thing about Terrell Pryor is that he was supposed to be like the next greatest thing since sliced bread, and he just couldn't live up to the yeah, hype. Yeah, that didn't pan out for him when he started with. Uh, Cleveland. Yeah, no, nothing ever pans out when you start with fucking Cleveland. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you look at the past, and these are the notable guys, right. and these aren't the only guys to get in for a supplemental draft, then how can you honestly, as a head of the office, head office, be like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to try to try out one of these guys, because they might work. For a fifth round pick, why not? When no one has worked. For a fifth round pick, why not? You're you're telling me. Might and, as well keep my pick. Why? You already know what you're getting here. If you can get him for a fifth round. Uh, Amari Cooper got traded for like a fourth round pick. Way better than any of those guys. Might as well keep your f- fourth round pick. But Amari Cooper's not up for for trade right now. It's already happened. Well, that's what I'm saying. You can get a guy like that with not that much. Like, like who? Like right now, who who's gonna trade a wide receiver for a fourth round pick? I don't know. Maybe yeah. Dallas again. That's what they did it before. I guess. Yeah, you're right. That's what I'm saying. You can get. I feel like you can make more moves outside of this than use it. I don't really see a big. Other than helping those two guys out, try to find a team. I don't see a real big purpose in these supplemental drafts. I I don't know. I I feel like, especially with the new compensatory picks that they get in, like, the fourth, fifth, I'm sixth, in. seventh rounds. Yeah, if you got, like, a couple different fifth-round picks, why not? Why not take a shot with one of your extra fifth or sixth-round picks? Yeah, but you don't know when you get... As, you, especially you when don't you don't know, know... You don't know how many compensatory picks you get until the end of the season. Yeah, and you also don't know what wide receivers are all coming out next year. You, all I'm saying is, if I look at the numbers, that one guy has decent numbers, good enough to probably at least have a tryout with an NBA team or an NFL team, and that Weidman guy... Literally had probably, you know, either by his own uh, mistakes and injury, all he is is a project. That's all all fifth-round picks are. are Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Yeah. Uh, Say say it stupid. Say something stupid. Do it. I was going to say Dak Prescott was a a fourth-round pick. Yeah, but he wasn't wasn't a fifth. He wasn't a sixth. But... uh, and by the way, you said that he was a sixth round pick on our podcast. Yeah, that was wrong. Week. Yeah, that was wrong. <laughs> He's a fourth round pick. But I don't know. I, I think why Tony Tony Romo was an undrafted free agent. I think undrafted free agents work out more frequent than fifth and sixth round guys and seventh round guys. Mostly because they just get brought in tryouts. I was like, dude, you're good enough to make team, and then they usually uh, take way more advantage. I'm pretty sure Austin Eckler. Like a fifth or sixth round pick. Yeah. So 
and he had to sit behind Melvin Gordon for like It's a project. It's a project. <laughs> he we was just talked about that. it. He was better than Melvin Gordon when he was sitting behind him. We just, just like talked to- about their project. Like Tony Pollard has sat behind Zeke for two or three years. Ah. Poor poor Tony Pollard. I hope he's healthy enough to go for another like five or six years. Because he would have been a starter on any other team after his, you know, first year. All right. Well, I don't I don't I don't see the the big need. I guess you I guess you could say maybe there might be something there. I, I think there's something there. I think I think Wright is worth a pick. I think Wideman might be worth a pick, but I think Wideman would be better off Let, trying to bring in, in into this. a workout. I'll tell you this. I'd give six for the tall guy. You know. Okay, for Wideman. I'll give him a six. No, I'll say I'll give the other guy a fifth just because he has some numbers. Yeah, see, so we're we're speaking the same if thing. I need a wide receiver. You don't, you don't draft a guy. You don't draft a wide receiver in the fifth round. So we're talking you like it. these are guys that you're gonna draft, and if Carolina. they play very well Carolina? throughout preseason, Carolina does not need fucking wide receivers. They got Adam Thielen, DJ Shark. You're right. Maybe maybe the Rams need a project wide receiver. They're yeah, they need they need some depth. Cup and Van Jefferson. There's no one there. The Colts need some depth, but they don't need these guys. No. Yeah. They don't need a project. No, they need a project, but they need they need they don't really need size as much as they need someone else to stretch the field. In my opinion. No other names are really coming straight to my dome. Uh, without going through all my notes and all the rosters, I couldn't really. I mean, the Lions I think need some help in depth. Not really, though. I mean, after Amon St. Brown, after DJ Shark left, who... Marvin Jones. He's old. Yeah, when they will have Williams if he once he gets back from a six-game suspension. Okay, okay, so now we're still talking. They need a little bit of depth. Yeah, look on the, look I, in the, look on the big board. I can tell you, no names. On, no, none of those teams that we have as playoffs teams need help anywhere on their wide receiving core. I would agree with that 100%. Great interlude. Let's go ahead and get into our playoffs. What what do we say we're gonna start with? The NFC? We're gonna start with the NFC because we gotta keep you Kansas City people around for the for the latter half of the episode. Well you didn't have to say it like that. So as we look No, I'm at- gonna say it like that. <laughs> I know I know how you Kansas City fans act. You're only here for your team and you're out. What what's stopping them from just going and scrolling forward? Don't do that. <laughs> Hurts the metrics. Don't do that. Yeah, I know. Listen to the whole episode. Listen to listen to the ad breaks and all that. All that good stuff. So let's take a look at our NFC. Uh, not a surprise if everyone's listened to our divisional breakdowns. You and I both have the same number one seed in the NFC as the boys. The boys. The boys are back. How about them cowboys? Look, and I'm. I'm not saying I'm anti-Cowboys. Yeah, I'm not are. saying that I'm for the Cowboys. No, you're not. Definitely not. But I've been... They need something to go right for them. Yeah. They've been there for a long time. Yeah. They haven't made the step yet. Yeah. Which is why the I guy, think this year they got a new OC, which I don't think... I think you are in agreement that, Kel- that Kellen Moore just did not mesh with that team at all. Yeah. Now that Kellen Moore is gone, whoever's going to be calling your plays, you say it's McCarthy. I... Whatever. Should just give it to Dak. Bring it home. Stop. Bring it home, buddy. If Dak had the competence to be calling his own plays, he would have waved off Kellen Moore. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not calling that shit. I'm not calling Zeke being a center and get blown the fuck up as the last play of the season. that's how you know. (laughs) That right there is how you know there was some incompetence on offense play calls. That 
play right there came out of the mind of Callum Moore. That was so stupid. So think about that. Uh, we we had quite a big spread on our number two pick or on our number two oh, seed. Here's here's what I got to say to you, and because uh, you you gave my boy a really really hard time last week, my boy Dakota Rain Prescott, and you kind of caught me off guard, and you 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 cheated a little bit. I didn't cheat. You cheated. I didn't it's, cheat. You you never have gone after Dak Prescott once, and then all of a sudden you yeah. come firing, dude. I've I've gone after Dak Prescott several times. So let me let me, let me set the, this straight. There's okay. a quote from Kellen Moore. Okay, sure. He is the best leader I have ever been around, player or coach or anything. That's a direct quote from Kellen Moore. But he can't about wa- Dak Prescott. But he can't wave off his OC now on a bad play call. Now, to rebuttal that, Cole Beasley stepped in. You know, Sauce Boss, the Sauce Boss, Cole Beasley? Sure. Whatever. Stepped in and said, I'm saying, dot, 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 and Bills fans think I'm throwing shade, but I'm not. Dak is different. He is different. He's different in that. He can and that's Cole Beasley that has also played under Josh Allen and the Tom Brady. Look, I'm not saying that Dak Prescott's a bad quarterback. I think he has the numbers and basically the career to say that he's I, a good quarterback. I just want you, at the end of the season, when this is all said and done, I want you to have to, to kiss kiss the hand and apologize. I'm not going to kiss dick kiss, for shit. Kiss the new, the ring yeah. and apologize. Well, you just gave away the whole NFC. I didn't. You did. Didn't. You, you just said I, it. I am a homer. Everybody knows what I'm going to say. Look, like, like I said, Dak Prescott surprised me when he came to the league and had the success that he had. First but he's, year. Exactly. He, he was thrown into the ring, and, he, and, he's had, and he's had some success. The problem is, is that he has never grown past that success. He always hits the same wall. He gets to the playoffs, and something happens. Whether you want to say it's the coaching staff, whether you, whether it's the other players. They've changed so many different pieces around him, and he's still not getting the job done. This is only three years. With Mike McCarthy, back to back, twelve and four and four records, no playoff wins, and also the year before that, in the first year of Mike McCarthy, Dak was hurt. Back to back, twelve, no, back to back playoff or one playoff win in that two years. Okay, we're getting far fetched on right. just talking about the Cowboys. We got the whole NFC playoffs Fine, to let's go. Move it on, because like, let's move on. All right, so the. My second round or my second seed is the New Orleans Saints that I had, I think, like at 11 wins or something like that. You you're had, wild for that. You're wild to have the Bears as duh, your second cause, seed. Because I had to do something to go with the boys and the Bears. Because that's that's just nuts. You had the Bears at 12, at, at 12 wins. You best believe it. I had the Saints at 11 wins. The improvements, being the second seed. The improvements by the Bears, which at the end of the season yeah, last I w- year, I wouldn't disagree. were a. Pretty decent team yeah, at the end sure. of the year last year. Now they made all these improvements, only tied. I think only tied with Carolina and improvements. You, and and I just look at all these other teams that are up here have done nothing but stay the same. You don't you don't think Saints got better? I mean you you were all better. on Derek Carr. The Saints got better. And with the Saints being the second best pass the defense Saints in the league, got better. You are correct. I'm just saying. Did you, they get second? Better, just from picking up car. 
It's not. It's not so much they get second better. They play a relatively soft schedule. Sure. In a soft division, the Bears don't play a very relatively hard schedule either. Mm, true. True. I mean, they get to play the Green Bay Packers twice. twice. <laughs> that garbage fire. At the three seed, we're, we're at the same. On I the had same page. At 49ers at the three seed, I had them at 11 wins. And, honestly, and the only reason why they got the three seed is because I have the Saints going 5-1 and one in their division. And honestly, the 49ers could very easily be a number two. And what the problem oh, is, sure. is yeah. we don't know what's going on With their quarterback in the QB situation. room. Right. Is it going to be Brock Purdy? We don't know if he's going to be ready Darnold time. Darnold Is it going to be... Is it going to be Trey Lance, the I, guy that really struggled at the beginning of the year last I'm 100% year? I'm 100% that it's not going to be Trey Lance. Is it going to be seasoned veteran, uh, journeyman, Sam, Sam Darnold? Dots. I mean, so that's the problem there. Obviously, I think if Purdy's healthy, it's going to be Purdy. Trey sure, Lance, I think, I, I think they they're 100% know. out on they Trey don't Lance. Know. I think, well, yeah. Because they've know, been, I, I've I been seeing rumors and articles that they're trying to shop him almost but, everywhere. Like I've said, Trey Lance was a great project. A great, a great moment in history. You know, one one pass made his entire NFL journey. That one pro day pass where he flipped around and just chucked the ball up 70 feet and, and, and someone caught it. Great. That's cool. Whatever. That's all he ever was. But, yeah, I think Sam, honestly, and I, I, I think we've said this before, Sam Darnold might be a starting quarterback for 49ers to start the year. He could be. And I think that he would be right along the same page as uh, Jimmy G. Just a, just a guy that has talent, but he just can't really consistently get it done with his but, shoulder, and, his arm. But also what, doesn't, what can help that, him being like a seasoned veteran, he could be cooled off like, hey, you need to field general this because we have – one of the best defenses in the entire league. And Brock Purdy, he likes to just sling the rock. Yeah. He's a gunslinger. So, he likes to improvise and just so get out of the pocket. that's really, we're not, we had to knock the 49ers down. We don't know what's going on in QB room. Okay. Our four, our four. four seeds. You have Tampa Bay at nine and eight getting in as your four seed. In a very sloppy close division. Just like last year, how Tampa Bay just slid in to the four seed as well. And I have at my four seed, the Lions at 11 wins. Love it. So I had love it, and I have them only at eleven wins because they don't have this better records than the Saints or 49ers in their division. Yeah, the Lions. I, lo- I like the Lions uh, a lot. I think that's a great. I think Goff is actually a lot better quarterback than people give credit for. Lions, He's just so inconsistent. Lions really only lost J- Jamil, Jamal Williams, and I mean they can make that up with Gibbs and the people they have there. Um, Wide receiving room needs some work, like you said, because homeboy decided to get suspended for six weeks. But yeah, the line, dude, I like the Lions. Yeah, best. I think one of the best coaches in the league right now. Turning it around so fast. We get into our NFC wild cards, wild card teams, and then we have the same five seed at the Eagles playing at a very high level. The only thing that's really going to stop them from being a really good team, a good team again, is. That they have a different DC and a different OC. Only thing that's gonna stop them from being a really good team again is double. They only got they only got to play them twice, yeah. maybe three times in the playoffs, so, maybe three. So I, I think we both kind of agree on this, especially with the 49ers and the QB uh, problems they have. Eagles are the second best team in the NFC. Yeah, and the oh, yeah. only reason that they're fifth seed is because the Cowboys are gonna right. make the number one. Yeah, seed. the Cowboys are gonna win that division. Uh, number six, you have the Giants. I have the Lions. 
And that's you only have the Lions over the Giants because of divisional wins. Yes. You have the Lions going four and two in their division while the Giants go three, three and three. Yes. Mine just be for my six, seven, I have the Giants and the Panthers only because the Giants have one more win than the Panthers. The Panthers just just sneak in there. And I have the Lions and the Giants. So we can talk about the Giants real quick. Another pretty much same team. Uh, got a couple better wide receivers. Uh, they're missing some linemen, but pretty much the same relative team under the same coach. Danny Dots is back. Saquon is really how this team is going to be running, you know. Absolutely, yeah. So Saqu- the Giants are just the Giants. They're the third best team in the NFC East. And probably the th- and potentially could be the third or fourth best team in the NFC. I would give them more of a five range for sure, but... Yeah, um, yeah 50-50. Now let's get on to your Panthers. Panthers. The Panthers I actually had, had in on a losing record of 8-9. So the Panthers actually are a team that had no relative hope before free agency started. Really, like, the whole team looked like a hot garbage fire. And then they had one of the best free agencies off-seasons drafts by any team ever, maybe. So I see, I can see why you put them there. I just have no faith in Bryce Young. Zero faith. So now, with all that being said, game for game, how this breaks down. So for you, for me, we would have the Bears, Giants, and I still had faith in the Bears because I feel like they made that much leap. I think. Justin Fields can make a bit of a leap athletically. I think that offense is faster than the Giants' offense. I think the Bears' defense is better than the Giants' defense. So I'm, oh, yeah. I'm giving the edge to the brand-new playoff te- Bears team and sending them on to the next round. What a guy. Uh, let's go with your first matchup. My first Saints, matchup. Saints-Panthers. Yep, Saints-Panthers. Uh, Panthers, you know, I, I put him in at an 8-9, so a losing record. And... That's only because there were so many other teams that I had only with seven wins, yada, yada, yada. I'm not going to go into depth. But obviously with the lack of experience from their new quarterback, I think the Panthers have a solid defense, but they tend to give up a lot of big plays. The veteran quarterback for the Saints and Derek Carr and that amazing defense, especially against the pass. I'm going to go ahead and put the Saints over the Panthers in pretty much a blowout. And I have, uh, for my second matchup, 49ers and Lions. And I actually think this is going to be an upset. I think the Lions are 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 ready to make that push. That's, that's something they haven't done since like the '60s, and make that push into the second round of the playoffs. And they will upset the QB mystery 49ers. God, Dan Dan the Man Cable. I I just think will that take them down. If the 49ers can get in at the three slot, that pretty much sums up who who their quarterback is and their quarterback play by that time. And their defense is just too god dang good. Wait, we shall see. In my matchup, I also have the 49ers, but going against the Giants, it's hard to bet against Saquon. It really is. If Saquon is going off, it's hard to stop him. Well, you could say the same for CMC on the other side. That is also true. Which is why I decided to stick with the Niners on this one. I I just think that CMC in that offense 
being as dynamic as that it can be, depending on who's at quarterback. But I'm a defensive-minded guy. You know, defense wins you games, but defense doesn't win you championships, which is why the 49ers win this game, but might not win a ship. We'll get into that later. Final game to round out the first round, Tampa Bay versus the Eagles. I think we all know that I got Tampa Bay on there on a sloppy record. The only reason they're a four seed is because they they beat everybody else in their sloppy, sloppy division. And obviously the Eagles, as we said earlier, the second best team in the NFC. The OC and DC has changed, but no players have really changed. They got better in the backfield. I think the Eagles take them down. And my last game of the first round, I also have the Eagles squaring off against the Lions. I'm not going to go into depth. Eagles pretty much ran away with that one. That defense is too good. That offense too explosive. The Lions don't have the defensive personnel to even think about sniffing the backfield against this against this offense and this offensive line. I would like to see that game. That'd be a fun game. I think there'd be, it'd be a thirty five to thirty five point. Oh game no! Oh like no! Oh no! Nah, there ain't Nate, no fucking Nate way the no Eagles. Hope. There's no, no way this defense gets Nate up 35 it points. It is a bit slippery. No, it is a bit slippery. They still didn't give up 35 it is a bit slippery. points. Slippery. All right, let's move it on. Second round of the playoffs, we have the Bears versus the Eagles. Come on, who are we kidding here? Who are we kidding? It's the Bears. They made it this God, far, dude. <laughs> they made it this far, That's but nuts. they can't make it further. Because the second best team in the NFC are going to stop them in their way and go on to the NFC Championship game. The Eagles are in the NFC Championship game. Cowboys-Lions. And this kind of hurts me because, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm a Cowboys fan for life. But the, I've been pushing the Lions since last year being a playoff team, being a deep run playoff team. But they have to run into my boys. Probably one of the most on paper, on paper, repeating, um, rosters. They gotta take down the Lions. They're just better on defense. They're better on offense. They're just, the only thing they're not better on is coaching. And so I'm taking the Cowboys to the NFC Championship game. Man, I kind of fucked up my my original game plan. I actually had the Giants beating the 49ers. Huh? Yeah, in my original mock, okay. I messed that up. So I'm at to revert that. Apparently, I thought that Saquon's going to just go ahead and run over this defense. Revert. Giants beat the 49ers. Therefore, in my second round, I got the Cowboys versus the Giants. I think the Cowboys just go ahead and just knock that one out. They handle business in in Dallas Stadium. And then I got the Saints versus the Eagles. Eagles just go in there and just demolish the poor Saints. The Saints, they got better, and they just happened to make a two-seed because they play in a weak-ass conference. The Eagles just go in there, handle business. So, obviously, that means we both have the Cowboys-Eagles in the NFC NFC Championship game. Yep, that's what I got in my notes. And I will say this. Eagles had a a better team last year. They went to the Super Bowl, all this other stuff. But what have they done? What have they done since last year? Not much, but lose coaches. What have the Cowboys done? Not much. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. Picked up a top 10 cornerback. Picked up a probably top 15 wide receiver. They have sealed spots in their um, defense, too, with 
drafting Mozzie Smith and getting re-signing re some quality defensive players like LVE and uh, Malik Hooker and Jerron Kirst. They have done it. They're ready. They're primed. It's their time again. I have the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl. Look, you can sit here and say that the Cowboys got better than that. The Cowboys didn't need to get better. The Cowboys just needed to step up and win a couple more games. Especially in the only in the playoffs. All they have to do is get to the playoffs and then win a couple games and they're in the Super Bowl, which is what you have them doing. The Eagles didn't need to get better in a sense that, yes, they lost both their safeties of Marcus Epps and Gardner Johnson, but then they replaced it with Terrell Edmonds. Uh, yeah, there is a question at their other safety position, but their corners are shored up. The defensive line is still fucking stacked. They're going to get after the quarterback. The offense is still the exact same offensive line with the exception of, I believe, their left guard. Their defense or their running back situation is relatively the same. It's changed, but, you know, the same archetype of running back back there. The wide receiving core still very, very good. I would say the same thing kind of about the Cowboys and the fact that they have the chemistry, but they still don't, in my mind, have a true wide receiver one in the Cowboys. They have really good wide receiver twos all across the board. That being said, but that being said, I do think the lack of experience of these new offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator for the Eagles eventually catches up with them. I think that the Dallas Cowboys defense finds a way to get home against the Eagles for their third matchup of the season. I do have the Dallas Cowboys edging out in a very close game. I do think that it's going to come down to last ball in hand. And I hope who, for, I who? hope for, I hope for Dak Prescott's sake, the Eagles end with the ball so their defense can make a stop. I'm not trusting Dak Prescott to go win a game. I was about to say, who better to have the ball in their hands with the game on the line than nope. Nope. Prescott? Nope. I hope for, I hope for the Dallas Cowboys that the Eagles have the ball and they can put the game you on. You know, he has. That's fine. The like some of the most fourth quarter comebacks out of every quarterback. Wrong. In the I can I can tell you the quarterback that has in the last since twenty ten who's got the most fourth quarter comebacks. Derek Carr. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got one playoff win. Derek Carr. He's yeah. got one playoff win. Yeah, because he's been on the Raiders. Who cares? He's got all these fourth quarter comebacks and only one playoff win. I think uh, I think uh, Dak Prescott has a good number too, but only what two three playoff wins. About to be a lot more this year. About we'll to see. double that. We'll about see. To double that. So we got on the NFC side. Somehow we agreed on the Cowboys getting in on the NFC side. AFC side. I'll start with my first game. Steelers get a first round by. Um, Chargers versus the Ravens. I think the Ravens have never really been great matches in this AFC. I think Lamar is lacking more at quarterback than what people say. He's a great athlete he's a great like extender of the play but he he just doesn't have it as a leader in my opinion uh most of the time the ravens are probably going to be injured as all get out by the playoff time their wide receiving core is so jumbled up with nonsense it doesn't really make sense hey, hey you're i mean i was just gonna let you run with this but we didn't even go through our seating yet <laughs> oh you're correct <laughs> I was just going to let you around with it. I was like, wait, we didn't even go through our AFC seating. Okay, yeah. We'll, let's start with that. So let's back it up, reverse it. Our AFC seating 
like you just said, you have the Steelers number one overall seed. So they're going to get the first seed. round. Huge improvements. Uh, another year for Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Uh, now behind the picket fence. Great offensive line. And wide receiving course, crazy good. I think they made all the right changes. I think this is their year. As much as it pained me, if you go back and listen to the AFC West wrap-up, as much as it pained me, as much as I really wanted to just not let the Chiefs have anything, I had a hard time not giving them wins, which is why I gave them the number one seed at 14 wins. Some Chiefs fans like, oh, no, that was way too many. But I think 14 is definitely doable for the Chiefs. I mean, they might drop another one and get like 12 or 13, but I definitely see 14... I mean, at the very bare minimum, bare minimum, 12. And that's, that has them still at the two. Or I guess that would put them down all the way down to my five seed. But in my mock, I have them at the one seed, 14 wins. And they get home field advantage and the bye. Okay. Um, my number two is the Chargers. I think this is the finally. It's a good pick. It's finally Herbert's year to outdo Mahomes. It's been talked about so many times since the last, what, four or five years now, Herbert can't ever outdo Mahomes, blah, 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 whatever. I don't I don't care who's a better quarterback or whatever. Herbert has a better team this year. Overall, the Chargers are the better team offensively and defensively. Everyone said that last They're year. Better. I don't care. I know what everybody said last They're year. Not- this is the year. Trust, I, trust me, I hate saying it too, but Andy Reid is just too goddamn of a good coach. Uh, I think... I I feel like the Chiefs lost more pieces than they did last year, and they didn't replace anyone. They just let it lie. I don't think that's going to work. I think right now, besides Kelsey, they're playing wide receiver by committee. They basically did last year. No Juju was there, a veteran presence. I think now they really have no one. Andy Reid is such a good coach. He's just going to scheme ways to get some scrub open that no we, one even we thinks We shall about. see. We'll see if Kadarius Tony can step it up like that. Anyway. My number two pick, going with the Steelers. I think they get edged out slightly by the Chiefs in overall record. I think I believe I had the Steelers at 12 wins, so they get edged out by two Ws against the Chiefs. They're going to be my number two seed. I, I agree with you. I, I'm a... I'm a Kenny Pickett guy. I think that he's got a lot of potential. I think that he takes another step forward. I think that defense gets better. And Tomlin, their coach, just finds ways to win games. He finds ways to make the playoffs. Yeah. he just That's what he does. I agree. And before this, he's found ways to be a number one seed. So it's not like this is crazy. Our three and four seeds, the exact same. Aaron Rodgers comes into town and takes the Jets to the playoffs. As a number three seed. That's what I got. And then we have the very soft AFC South and coming in at the four seed the with the Jags. Mr. Sunshine comes into town and takes the Jags to the playoffs. Well, he took him last year. I know. We'd take him again this year. I think, I don't know. I, I like Trevor Lawrence, and I think that he is going to progress. I think that offense is going to progress. But that defense is just awful. Just terrible. Can't stop a fucking runny nose. The Jets' defense, on the other hand, Fan- solid. Fantastic. Very solid. Can make plays. 
And that's that's the biggest difference with like most people are like, oh, you're making the Jets a super high playoff seed when last year, yada yada yada, they couldn't even make it and now just because of Aaron Rodgers, like, no, that's not the point. Yes, did they add Aaron Rodgers? Yes, has Aaron Rodgers like gone a little bit downhill? Sure, but he makes a way better quarterback than what they had last exactly. year. Exactly. That Jets team was maybe five touchdowns away from being five games better in the actual season. I so, think. I think as long as that offensive line could keep Aaron Rodgers upright and in the pocket, Aaron Rodgers is going to get whoever's open the ball. Yeah. Doesn't matter who gets open, he's gonna give him the ball. Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback. I hate to say it, but he's a good quarterback. Now, uh, moving on to the fifth seed. Our our fifth seeds are at this point we kind of jumble up basically what we've already said. You know, my my fifth seed, I got the Chargers when you had the Chargers at the two seed. Because you have KC. Just because I have KC winning the AFC AFC West. And I have the Bengals. Um I I think Joe Burrow and that offense knows what they're doing at this point. They're pretty good at it. Oh, yeah. I, I think they have uh, no problems on the offensive side of the ball. I know their defense is good, but I don't think it's great. Right. So that's why they get edged out by a great defense in the Steelers. And that's why they're a, fifth, five, a number five. That's they more or less ranked, what I had. They could be ranked a lot higher, though, but they have to be at a five seed. With with my sixth seed, I have the Bengals with pretty much the same reason you had. You know, they the Steelers get a, a game or two more in the regular season. Just because we've said it, time, or I've said it time and time again, defense wins you games. And the Steelers' defense especially, is going to win them games in the regular great season. Defenses. Yep. And if TJ Watt can stay healthy, their record with TJ Watt on the field is so stupid high that I think anything can happen. Absolutely. So, mine, this is where I flip flop because I picked the Chargers to win the division, and uh, Nate picked the Chiefs. And that's why I have the Chiefs down here at number six. I think this is finally where you see the step back a little bit. Not a huge step back. Not like, oh, they're terrible now. It's nothing like that. It's just this is where you see a one or two game switch up where now they're not winning those one or two games where they would have won them before. Because I feel like they did not fill their holes as much as they needed to. <laughs> and I don't, I like Kadarius Tony, but I don't know if he can fill that veteran role. That's someone like when Tariq was there or when Juju was there. I think that's a, that's a hard position to to, to fill, and they're, they're playing wide receiver by committee after that. And so I just feel like they take a half step back. Just a quick tangent here. If the Chiefs land D-Hop, do they get the one seed? That is a very good possibility. Or I guess you, in your, you in your get, case, gets the two seed. You get your field spreader. You get your, your long ball guy back again. And yeah, Kadarius Tony could do that, but D-Hop's proved he can do it. That's a good... A, a tandem of now D-Hop and Tony would be way better than what I think their wide receiver committee is going to be. Because you got Tony, D-Hop, Kelsey. That sounds like... oh. Weird mixture of athleticism, yeah, to absolutely. to hold down. Man, I it would be so close to the Chargers, but I, if you said they landed D Hop the next day, I'd probably give them back their number one spot in that division. So you would then move them up to the two seed, either t- either two or one. I don't know how many wins that would oh, save them. Well, let's see. And your and your prediction: you had the Chiefs at eleven and six, Chargers twelve and five. You have you had the Steelers at 13 and 4. 
So, so you does would, that you give would, them two that, extra wins? So I, I don't know. Does, does it? That's a good question. Like I just said, those one to two extra wins are what I feel like they're going to lose this year. And so I guess if you added that depth at wide receiver with a known veteran presence, especially when you're like, hey, Mahomes to a freak of nature wide receiver, <laughs> I think you'd, you'd add an extra like, what would he bring to the table? Eight or nine touchdowns? It's mm. a lot of points. I don't think he's going to so much quote unquote add touchdowns because that offense is going to be very pass heavy. It's going to have a lot of passing touchdowns. I don't think that number is going to change too much. I think but yeah. what you said is that it's going to bring that veteran presence. It's going to bring that extra yeah. wide receiver that that secondary has to it, think about. I don't think I'd put him. I, I'd give him at least one more win. I don't think. But I'd, that would I don't still think I'd put him over the Steelers because the defense. The defense. Right. So my seventh my seventh seed is my dark horse. I just something tells me that this team is going to make a huge jump. Their defense is phenomenal, and I think their defense is only going to get better. I think the offense only got better. This team had a very good offseason, just like the Panthers, and they're going to make another step forward. But I got the Texans making the playoffs. Ladies and gentlemen, this might be the dumbest take ever on Party Card Sports. This is definitely, you said some pretty stupid ass shit. Because. To think that the Texans are going to go from hot garbage fire to in the playoffs is the most ridiculous thing. We've got the Jets go from hot garbage fire to a four seed. They weren't hot garbage fire. They were You could see that the Jets were one one spot away from being good. Good. I was about to use the great word again. (laughs) They're They're one position away from being good. And the Texans last year, I couldn't tell you how bad it looked. They have a good running back in Pierce. They have a solid wide receiving core now. They have a quarterback that has more a more dynamic ability than Mills. A rookie. Name the last rookie quarterback to go to a deep run in the playoffs. I don't need him to do a deep run in the playoffs, but I can take Name him. the last rookie quarterback in the playoffs. Pass. Now you're going to try oh, to... Bo- okay. at, least, at least I will just pass. You will try to... Bullshit some answer. That's what I thought. I, anyway, I also have the Panthers in there with a rookie quarterback. I know. That's why you're wild. They Which is crazy because it. you have the Panthers with a better record than me. In your predictions. Yeah, but they don't make the playoffs. I have them in the playoffs with a losing so, record. I put the Ravens at the seventh spot. They're not going to beat the Bengals. In that, or not the Bengals. Yeah, they're not going to beat the Bengals. They're not going to beat the Steelers. But they're still good enough in that AFC to edge out wins versus lackluster teams. Their schedule isn't that hard. They can make the playoffs. Now. Now you can get into your first round. On to first round of the playoffs. (laughs) Chargers, Ravens. I already harped on why the Ravens are bad. Right. Chargers, when we talked about KC and the Chargers, I already harped on why I think the Chargers are good. Defense is there. Herbert's. Herbert and that offense are really good. I like that Kellen Moore went to the Chargers. I think Herbert's a better match for Kellen Moore in that sense. I think some of those players like Eckler are a better match for Kellen Moore's offense. They will win that game versus the Ravens. The Ravens can't handle them. Next game. Let's uh, go to my first game. Okay. Unless you really just want to run through Tonight's everything. first game. My first game. I'm not, not going to spend a lot of time on this. I put the Texans in the playoffs. 
They have to face the Steelers. They get absolutely shit on. Moving to the second yeah. round. They, I don't have, I I don't have anything. I guarantee you if that's a thing, if that's a oh, thing, yeah. uh, C.J. Stroud throws three picks in that Oh, game. I wouldn't doubt it. Anyway, Jets KC. Here we go. Rodgers versus Mahomes. This is big. MVP versus MVP. But who has the better defense, Nate? Oh, the Jets have a way better defense. The Jets have a way better defense. Who doesn't have any questions at wide receiver, Nate? The Jets. The Jets don't have any questions. Huh. Huh. That sounds like... Wait. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do the Jets have a better running back, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They do. Brees Hall's a they fucking did, stud. They do have a better running back, too. Hmm. What does that all add up to? Sounds like it adds up to fucking W's, Sounds boys. Sounds like A.A. Ron is finally going to put ex-MVP Patrick Mahomes in his place. For the first time ever, the Kansas City Chiefs will make the playoffs, but not for long. First round first out. First round out. My second round matchup, I got the Jets versus the Bengals. And, um, I mean, for all the things that you just said, you know, the Jets have a good defense. The Jets have a good a good running back. But you've got, in my opinion, a better offense in the Bengals going against a decent defense in the Jets. I got the Bengals whopping them. I got them handling business against the Jets. You know, I don't. I don't know. It could be close. So in my third matchup, I have the Jags versus the Bengals. I have Sunshine versus Smoking Joe. I have Trevor Lawrence versus Joe Burrow. Now, we discussed this right before we oh, yeah, started. Sure. Oh, yeah. I'm going to ask you these questions again. Hey, Nate, do the Bengals have a better uh, wide receiving core? Yes. Absolutely. And they, the, the Bengals have a better running back. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Do they have a better defense? They both have pretty soft defenses. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I would say not by much. <laughs> yeah. Bengals, if you ask me who's going to win in a shootout, there's only one W there. There's only one way to go. And uh, it's a guy that's done it before. Oh, yeah. And that's a guy that's nicknamed Smoking Joe. Smoking Joe Burrow takes that team past Trevor Lawrence. They're, the Jacks made the right strides, but it's just going to come up a bit short because the Bengals have playoff history. They have playoff. And I, th- I uh, think Joe wants it. I think Smoking oh yeah, Joe, Joe wants, Joe wants to prove it. he's better than Mahomes. Oh, he yeah. wants to prove that he's better than Herbert or all these other guys. He thinks he's the best quarterback in the league. He believes that in his mind. Macaulay Culkin oh my God. believes in his mind. I, I had to re I re-listened to that podcast to get all the notes down for this week. And I can't believe that we actually talked about that stupid shit. That he looks like Macaulay yes. Culkin? He yes. does look like Macaulay Culkin. Anyway, so, he, the Bengals win that game. So my last my last game in the first round, I got the Jags versus the Chargers. You know, you, you just said it. The, the Jags, you know, they're there. They've gotten better. But they just don't have what it takes to, to hang with, you know, whether it's the Chiefs, whether it's the Bengals, whether it's in my matchup against the Chargers, they just don't have what it takes. I think that the Chargers offense is way too much for that, for the Jags defense to handle. That Jags defense can't stop a fucking runny nose. They're they're basically softer than fucking wet bread. They're just going to run right through them. Herbert's just going to have a field day with that secondary. The Jags don't stand a chance. Okay. I Pretty much a blowout. So, 
Now we're getting into the second round here. I have Steelers, after their first round by, going up against the Bengals. We just talked about it. Steelers have a better defense. We already know that for sure. But like you said, who wants it more? Joe, do you think do you really think Joe Burrow is gonna let his team lose to Kenny Pickett? Kenny Pickett's not ready to make that step He's yet. He's not ready to make that step yet. He's made strides, but not enough strides to be a seasoned playoff QB, a guy that's been there before, against what some would say is the best QB. Joe Burrow wins this game for the Bengals, taking them back to the AFC Championship game. Let's see. So I would have Kansas City versus the Bengals and the Steelers versus the Chargers. I'm going to start with the Steelers versus the Chargers. Look, I, we're, we're on the same boat here. You know, the, the Steelers defense is there. I just don't think it's quite good enough to stop the Chargers and Herbert and that very dynamic, very explosive offense. With new Kellen Moore OC. Right. And the way that the Chargers play offense, if you go look at their wide receivers, they don't go for speed. They have big physical wide receivers, and I think they are going to straight manhandle this small secondary in the Steelers. And like I said, or yeah, like I said when you were talking, I just don't think Kenny Pickett quite has the experience of playing in this moment of potentially being in the AFC Championship, but getting one more win. I think he struggles. So I'm going to put the Chargers over the Steelers first game in the second round. That leaves me Chargers versus the Jets. J-E-T-S. Herbert, Herbert versus Rodgers. I think the old man has seen his last day. It's like everybody has said. Rodgers is good during the regular season. Good maybe in the first round of the playoffs, but lacks luster. Outside of that, I feel like, like Nate said, the Chargers offense is too dynamic, too good. Eckler wants to make that push. Herbert wants to make that push. It's a young dude's game. And the young dude's moving on in the playoffs. Chargers move on. So for my second round, second game, we got the team with the bye, the number one seed, Kansas City Chiefs, the hometown favorites going against... With the exception of one game, their kryptonite and Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Guys, I'm sorry. The Chiefs have ran out of luck. The Bengals find their number again in Kansas City. Joe Burrow gets it done. You know, I think it's going to be a shootout. I don't think either defense can really stop the other offense. I think Mahomes, you know, you you say they're, they're wide receiver by committee, yada, yada, yada. But Andy Reid is too good of a coach. He's going to find ways to get certain wide receivers up. Like I said, it could be some scrub they pull out of the stands. And Andy Reid's going to scheme that guy open. Whether it's for five yards, three yards, or even a a tutty with his ex-wasp bullshit that he called a couple years in the Super Bowl. But Joe Burrow, he's going to handle business this time. In Kansas City, he's going to get the dub. He's going to go on to the AFC Championship. I think the Bengals have widely considered themselves one of, uh, one of, if not the best AFC team for the past two, two or three years, and the one team that always stands in their way is KC, and all they have to do 
to finally prove that they are one of the best is BKC. What I what I think is happening, especially between specifically between the Bengals and Kansas City, is that so many teams in the AFC have built their defenses around trying to stop this Kansas City team. While you look at the Bengals, they haven't really done a lot on their defense, but they've done tremendous jobs with their offense, their offensive line, their running backs, their wide receivers. They said, fuck it. We're just going to go ahead and outshoot you on the offensive side of the ball, and we're going to make you find a way to beat us with whoever's on your offensive side of the ball. We're going to take our best 11 on offense against your best 11 on offense. doesn't matter who's on defense because it's going to be an absolute shootout. And, and Joe has that kill factor. Absolutely. I, well, I think Mahomes has it too, unfortunately. Okay, so in my last game, my AFC Championship game, I have the Bengals versus the Chargers. And, and we've already talked about it. I also have the Bengals versus Chargers. We, we, we've already talked about it, though. Yes, the Chargers are dynamic, uh, but defense is a, a little weak. I mean, they're all right. They're not They're not great. They're good. They're, but the offense is there. Eckler and... Keenan Allen is still there, and uh, Williams is still there, and Herbert, great quarterback. But for some reason in Herbert's career, he always seems to come up short. And we've talked about the, the will and the want to win. Which team has the will and want to win? I think both quarterbacks, I think both teams have the will and want to win. I mean, you talk about the veteran presence at the wide receiver position so much about the Chiefs. You just mentioned Keenan Allen and the, the wide receiver and the veteran presence with the L.A. Chargers now. Uh, There's also veteran presence on the other side as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you talk about veteran presence and people that have been at this level and been not really so much this deep in the playoff, but has been in the playoffs. I mean, they, the Chargers, they have it on both sides of the ball with Derwin James, Keenan Allen. You know, these guys have been there for a long time. They've done it. They've been through this dance. But you also just said it not too long ago. This young man's game. And, it's a young man's game. And this offense is going to completely just run this defense ragged. Uh, in the secondary, I think the running backs are just going to gouge the defensive interior. And Joe Burrow and the Bengals get it done in the AFC Championship that's, and move on to the Super Bowl. I think that's a shootout. I don't, I don't even think it's so much I, a shootout. I think it's a shootout, and I think the one person that's known to win shootouts and has done it multiple times before is Burrow. So I'm going to give it to Burrow. and Because when, when you put Herbert on the line, and I've watched this multiple times, and he cannot go win you the game on the last drive. So I'm going to give it to Burrow in this situation. The only team I would change in this AFC championship would be the Steelers. I go back to my Chargers-Steelers matchup. The Steelers... Could very well win that game. Their defense could very well step up and, and make that push and hold the Chargers offense back. So if I had to change anything about my AFC, it would definitely be that the Steelers make potentially make the AFC championship against the Bengals, but I still have the Bengals edging them out. Just if, because your defense can only take you so far. We've seen it time and time again. Defense wins games, but it doesn't win you championships it, anymore. You have to score 30-plus points a game, and I don't think the Steelers are going to do that. I agree. Uh, I think the only thing I would change is... Um, I don't know if I'd change this, but I, I think depending on how much of a step up, how much of that step up can Trevor Lawrence make? I just, I just don't think it's going to be enough. There's so much talent there. So much. If you go and look at his throwing ability, his his feet skills, his everything his about him is, is just good. so bad on Everything about and him he, is so good. And he doesn't have all the offense to win in a shootout. And uh, honestly, if I had to switch something up, I might 
want to sneak the Bills in over the Ravens. Oh, yeah. I, I'm really surprised that none of us had the Bills. Yeah, and I, I, I know there's been some bad things happen to the Bills lately, and that they're not going to be as good or what we think they may not be as good. But I don't know if I don't know if I would say that the Ravens are better than the Bills. I don't know, man. I just I just don't know. I think the Bills they very well could make the playoffs, especially over the Ravens. I I don't have a lot of faith in the Bills this year. I had them seven and ten. You had them eight and nine in our predictions earlier in the in the series. Yeah, but that's just us reacting to bad things that happened to them. I, I really don't think it changed. I mean, I might give him another win or two, make him nine and eight, or make him Listen, yeah nine and eight and barely make the playoffs. What if Josh out Allen it becomes Josh Allen of two years ago though, and just starts throwing that's, forty touchdowns in a game? In that's in, great. What did he do in the playoffs? That well, that I didn't say that. Oh, well, he lost to Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Yeah, he lost in the AFC Championship game. He still lost. Same place that a lot of these teams have lost to Patrick Mahomes in. Unfortunately, and I'm I'm just saying this: the Chiefs need to rename their team. Stop to the stop to the Mahomes. Oh, okay. because I, I thought you were going to go on this fucking woke ass bullshit. No, because literally that is the only reason. Or you call them uh, tr- the the Kelsey. No, stop. Because that's the only reason stop. that they're going as far as they can. No. This offense has no longer this offense has no longer has the prowess of a good offense, in my opinion. Stop. Mahomes is Mahomes. Travis Kelsey is Travis Kelsey. Yeah, well, okay. But Okay, cool. That's cool. Tell me what happened to Mahomes versus Tampa Bay in that Super Bowl. I'll tell you what happened. Uh he played against a really good defense. Yeah. And that really good defense found a way to show Andy Reid, like, hey, yeah. you can't score every play. And the Eagles would have done the exact same Dude, thing. Would have, should have, could have. Except the field was wet. And I, you know what? Since we're here now. Oh, fuck. Here we go. And do you have anything else after well, this? Just, I mean, just the Super Bowl prediction that we have. Let me go on my tangent at the end. Well, it'll be, it'll be a right. last second okay. thing. We'll hit the Super Bowl now. So, we both have the same Super Bowl. Super Bowl 53 in the Death Star in Las Vegas. We both in, you know, very similar, you know, routes. We have the Bengals versus the Cowboys. Cody, I don't think anyone needs to listen to your prediction. I, I really don't. Hear, hear me out. I, can I just mute you? Because no one needs hear, to listen to this at hear, all. I'll say one quick thing. And it's something you said this entire podcast and you said before. Defense, defense defense and you said it earlier Bengals don't have a a great one they have a decent one and you've said it before oh yeah the cowboys don't have a good one they have, they a, great have a great one yeah, absolutely that's the difference maker absolutely i'm i'm not gonna disagree with that but also something i've said time and time again defense wins games but in this league anymore defense does not win championships with the exception of tampa bay and that defense holding the chiefs down the last time the number one defense went against the Chiefs in the 49ers, the, Chief, the Chiefs came back. I mean, you know, I still think that Shanahan shit the bed in the offensive side of the ball and some of their play calls. And then last year, we watched the Chiefs go against the number one defense, the number one overall defense in the Eagles. And they still found a way to win. We're, we're seeing more and more that off, offenses win games or – Defenses win games and get you to this point in the playoffs. But your offense and your ability to score 30, 35 points a game, that's what's going to win you a ship in today's game. 
because everybody wants to see scoring. No one wants to see hard defense anymore, and that's, it pisses me off. That's that's all cool and great, but last year, with a lackluster quarterback and a, de- a depleted team that the Cowboys did in week two after a Dak Prescott injury, the boys still beat this hot, young Bengals team. Okay, and the Colts beat the Chiefs. Who? What are we talking about? It doesn't so matter. We're talking Dak, about here in the with playoffs. With Dakota Lane Prescott, this team is exponentially better. They're not. Plus, the defense won the game by themselves without Dakota Lane Prescott. What have I been saying, Cody? Defense is winning you games. Exactly. But it's not going to win you a championship anymore. Exactly. That's why when we actually play them with our starting quarterback, unlike in this game, we will dominate them. And I'm not saying that the Bengals are going to beat like I am going to go and say the Bengals are going to beat the Cowboys. That is ridiculous. In the playoffs. That's ridiculous. in the Super Bowl. I just think that Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's been there. He's been to the AFC Championship. He hasn't been to the Super Bowl. That's cute. But I think that Joe Burrow gets it done. I think if the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, it's definitely going to be on the back of their defense. I don't think Dak Prescott has the has what it takes to get it done. He hasn't proven to anybody that has what Coop it takes versus to get Bengals, it done. Versus this Bengals defense last year, the Cooper Rush threw for three hundred and thirty five yards against Cooper Rush. Okay, what are we talking about here? How is Cooper Rush a top thirty two quarterback? No, no, but Cody, no, he's not. What are we talking about here? What do you mean? You're, what are we talking you're, about you're here? helping me prove my point that yes, the Bengals don't have a good defense. And, de- and your defense, the Cowboys' defense, and are going to win you games. And we beat them. Congratulations. It's a whole new season, Cody. You're right. You're do, right. Do I think that they can do it again? Absolutely, I think they can do it You're again. You're right, they can do it again. But I think if if Joe Burrow can figure out how to beat this Cowboys' defense, Dak Prescott cannot win in a shootout name against— a, Name a defense on that side of the ball, on that side of the divisions, or the, in the, the, AFC. the conferences, that is better than— any two defenses on this side. Any two defenses or like just the any, top two? Any of them. Just name any. Like See, any, there's defense. I'll, I'll tell you right now. The NFC has the top three defenses in all of football. I'd put the Steelers right there by the 49ers. Ugh. Right there by the 49ers. But I, I, I wouldn't that. quite disagree with you that they do have, yeah. in the Cowboys, 49ers, and Eagles, they have the top three defenses. These, yeah, I wouldn't disagree These with that. numbers that these fancy AFC teams are putting up these these 35 point games and these long BS things you know hot it, it's all well and good just like how big 12 teams in in college football put up tons of points all the time but then when they hit the SEC the NFC SEC they get smacked in the mouth by defense one Super Bowl out of the last five. One, Cody. They had to water the field. Allegedly. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm going to. You are on a Cowboys, you know, homer train. I get it. And honestly, I'm coming from as unbiased as I can possibly be. I believe that the Cowboys have the better all around. I believe the Cowboys have the best all around roster in football. The best 53 man roster. And it hasn't even come out yet. But I believe that they're going to have the best overall 53-man roster. But when it comes down to it, I I cannot put my faith in Dak Prescott in winning a Super Bowl. If 
The Cowboys win this Super Bowl. It's because their defense shows out, and Dak Prescott only has to play okay. And I think that's also the way that the whole playoff's going to be. And I think the defense can can do it. I just, until Dak Prescott shows me that he can get the job done late in the playoffs, if he gets it done, he gets it done. Great. I think he's a good quarterback. But he, he just seems to always find a way to fuck it up. What were you Googling over there? I see you type, 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 type. I'm just type. I'm just looking through this game where I'm looking through how many um, first downs that the Bengals had versus the Cowboys. And it was only 19. 19 first downs in the entire game. You also said that was week Mostly three. Mostly coming from the rushing game, which we improved by picking up Mozzie Smith and re-signing uh, Hankins. Do you- as unbiased as you possibly can, we talk about hunger. Do you really think Dak Prescott is as hungry as Dak Joe Prescott Burrow? Is the I'm telling you right now, every Cowboys quarterback has a target on their back from the day they start. Dak Prescott is the hungriest quarterback out of everybody. Wrong. He wants. He it spends more. too much time he on the sleep number commercials. He wants it more. He does. He needs it more, and he will. Oh, I think he needs it for team sure. To a Super Bowl. I, I think he definitely needs it. Because if he doesn't get a ship soon, I do mean by this year, his ass is on the chopping block in Dallas. So. Go go off on your tangent. Good leaders. I think it's going to be a great Super Bowl either way. Good between leaders. The, between the Bengals and the Cowboys. To the, the uh, promised land. And what have I told you? Nothing. He is the best Leader in the game. You have not proven said that. someone else. Said proven that. by multiple other people that have backed up my comment. He still hasn't been to the ship. Okay, moving on. Last thing, last notes of the day. Well, it's, it's not really notes. You just the NFL to run off on this. The NFL announced just the other day that that both teams, the Eagles and the Chiefs, were at fault in the Super Bowl. And that they both wore the wrong cleats. And that's the reason why they were slipping. Not anything to do with the field. And not that the field was, was overwatered and muddy. Nothing to do with that. Thoughts? Look, the field's the field. And with all the technology we have and, remove, and removable cleats, you know, a change your, your, your cleat length and depth or whatever, you should always have all your, all your shit together. But as an athlete... You should be able to make, also make adjustments with your body and know that, okay, I can't get at this angle with my feet to my hips. I have to keep my feet more under my hips. So, yeah, I'm going to have to play more inside. I'm going to have to play more with my hands than just rely on my speed rush. And, yeah, that negated the speed rush off the edge for, for the Eagles. Absolutely. I think it's, I think what you're fishing more is the collusion and, and the, rig, the riggedness. Here's why. Here's why. And I agree. The, the Eagles – did wear the wrong cleats. They changed that. Is that correct? They had they, they, they made changed, yeah. the entire team made cleat changes. Right. The, the Chiefs. Why did, not. did the Chiefs not make cleat changes? Because they didn't have to. They fucking they knew. They didn't have to. I didn't see you the Chiefs slip. Correct. I didn't see the Chiefs slip very many times, if at all, during that game. Oh, you didn't see no, them slip too many times, did you? That's interesting. Yeah. This is just. You know, That's quite interesting. It feels like deja vu all over again from our very first that, podcast that episode. A, that a team that has been known to lose to great defenses. They haven't lost to great defenses. 
They, they lost to one great defense. And then the year before, they beat San Francisco, the, the other number one defense in the league. They beat them. That was more of a coaching problem. I, I would agree with that as well because San Francisco should have won that game. By a lot. Uh, they were up by 16? Something like that. And they wouldn't run the football? Yeah, that, that was a coaching problem. So game. that sounds like a coaching problem. Now, so a team that struggled versus two good defenses now has to face another number one defense, and all of a sudden that defense is slipping around the field, and it just so happens to be the field groomer maintenance guy for the Chiefs? That's fucking wild. God, deja vu all over again. We... We've already talked about this. All I'm saying Weeks is, ago. all I'm saying is, is this is why I'm at. This is why I'm at. Because the NFL is taking zero blame in hiring the a non-neutral groundskeeper to run the Super Bowl. Well, didn't they say they were growing that grass for like two or three years? Yeah. For that, and for it was that game. the worst grass ever that's been in the Super Bowl. Look, you know, irregardless of what people think about turf, fucking put a turf field. Can't fucking change that shit. Can't change turf. Can't change turf. I don't care. Turf, turf field. That would it would have negated this whole controversy, wouldn't it? Absolutely. So that's exactly it. We might have had an ACL tear in the Super Bowl, but hey, fuck it. We could only hope it was some one of them fuckers. <laughs> Other than that, I I I think that this whole next season is going to be absolutely fantastic. We have so many young quarterbacks, you know, rookies, second years. I mean, even some decent third year quarterbacks, guys that are going to get their their opportunity. It's gonna it's gonna be an interesting season. You know what team makes the next jump? What team doesn't make the next jump? I still can't believe that you would harp all podcasts long about how defense wins championships. No defense, defense wins, wins games, games, not championships. Blah blah blah. And then when we get to an obvious mismatch in 